Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And we're back on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The end of the Nick Sirianni press conference after Howie Roseman. Hugh, a lot to react to there. And we have Ike in the studio with us. Ike! What's up, fellas? And Jack are ready to do their show. What's going on? We just, uh, that's the... I noticed right away, Ike, um, that they they tried to be a little more jovial today. Because last time we heard from Sirianni and, and those uh, some lightweight Howie, questions, though, though they were like, for they real. were, but they they were a little <laughs> more upbeat. Today. Yeah, yeah, it was a little. I was like, you know what I mean? I thought we was gonna get some some hard some, hitters. You know, know what I mean? Hayes there. Yeah, uh, I here. <laughs> so what happened, dog? Like, what happened to your team back then? We didn't get none of that. We didn't get none of that. <laughs> No, we didn't get that. We did get uh, Gio, who we know, the podcaster. Yes. He, uh, he, he asked Young the question. Right? Yes. Yeah, there were some questions from Georgia. We don't need any more of those Georgia people you <laughs> ask the questions. What is going on down Too there? Too many folks from Georgia around these parts anyway. I know. Um, listen, if you were looking for hard-hitting questions, that probably wasn't it. But I, 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 one thing that stood out to all of us, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you and Jack will talk about it today, I didn't get a sense listening to either Sirianni or Howie that it wasn't very strong on the idea of Hassan Reddick and that whole thing being resolved. That's still up in the air. Yeah, that's one of the things I heard first and foremost there also, Joe. And maybe it's posturing. You know, the Eagles not necessarily wanting to look like they're going to cave in to Hassan's demands or what have you. Mm-hmm. But, man, when I'm – when I'm, I heard everything, but, you know, no, Hassan's going to be an Eagle here. We love Hassan Reddick and we want him to be here and this and that and the other. You know, I, I didn't hear that. What I heard was sort of – we, we, we're happy with Hassan. He's been great as an eagle for the last two years. But we ain't trying to give him the money but, asking But for. we'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah, yeah, and he also didn't say Hassan's under contract. They could have said that. Could like, have very easily said that. Like, you know, it's on him to come back. We yes. want him here. It, yes. It, it, that, was, Hugh, that was a weird one where it felt like they told him what they think they'll pay him. and That's it, exactly what that yeah. was. And, and, and you have to be realistic in a situation, especially when you're dealing with the kind of money, because I think there's a $3 million like, difference from where they want to be annually and, and where they, they're willing to pay. So they, they have to be strategic in this, knowing that there's a good chance that he'll probably get the $25 million a year that he's asking for on the free market. Somewhere. So, yeah, they, they, they know that there's a good chance he might not be here. 
Jack, what'd you think? We had Sirianni re-ranking his core values. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I was waiting. That's going to save the culture next year is doubling and tripling down on the core values. I mean, just awful. Um, the, uh, the meshing of the two systems on offense, great. The, the, what, what did the Eagles do well on offense next last year? Tush push. Exactly. So you can, you can have your little tush push, <laughs> but like, can we get a real grown-up as the, as the true offensive mind? That's why Kellen Moore is here. Coach Google. And, and after, the, after the, the initial press conference at the end of the year, I felt like it was portrayed to us and the fans that this is Kellen Moore's offense. Like Nick is going to be in the defensive meetings, but this is Kellen Moore's thing. It felt a little bit too much of uh, Nick's going to be involved in the offense, think, and I don't like that at all. I think Nick had to say that because the last couple of weeks, like whether you, you want to admit it or not, like some of the stories that have, that have been broken, they don't make him look – they don't paint him in a good light. So I think that in, in, in the press conference, this last, the next time you get to talk, well, the first time we've talked to him since that last one, mm-hmm. is that you have to say that. You have to make it feel like – you're going to integrate more of, of your offensive style into this offense because Coach Moore is coming in here. He's coming in here trying to establish himself as the next big thing, whether it's going to be the head coach here or somewhere else. He's trying to get him a head coaching job eventually. Well, he should be trying to help the Eagles win. Well, I mean, with that, but that goes without saying because <laughs> bottom line is if they win and they do well, this offense does well mm-hmm. and it trends in the right direction and it's cohesive, it's all good then that him, makes him, yeah. Yeah, it makes him look good. Yeah, I listen. I I only said that to say <laughs> I don't need Kellen Moore coming in here with his own agenda. No, Nick you. Sirianni is the head coach of this football team. If they wanted Kellen Moore to be the head coach, then they should have named him the head coach. They did interview him three years ago. <laughs> yeah, they so could've. I think what you got from Nick there is a little bit of what Hugh was saying, and and really sort of trying to reestablish his grounds as the head coach of this football team. There's been a lot of things thrown out there about the perception of Nick Sirianni, that he's, he's a puppet and he doesn't have any say, put him in put him in the closet and this and that and the other and let him go sit in on the defensive meetings. Like, you got to realize the same way everybody was sitting there applauding A.J. for calling up and, and defending himself and, and all the stuff that's been said out there about him, as Nick Sirianni is, is human, and I'm sure, listen, it's hard not to listen to WIP. So he has a lot more free time, and whenever he's assigned to listen to it, it isn't very many flattering things being said about him, particularly respect for him as a head coach that has made the playoffs three straight years that has gone to the Super Bowl. Like there are a lot of dis- it's a lot of disrespect being thrown his way. So it wouldn't su- it didn't surprise me or it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't have his back up a little bit, just a little bit. You know what I mean? Where yeah. he at least wants to at least give off the impression. That, yeah, I know we hired Kellen Moore, and he's going to be the offensive coordinator, and he's going to call plays, but I'm not just sitting here doing nothing. I'm not a potted plant, as John yes. Middleton oh, said. Yeah, there you years. go. Back That's one of my back, favorite drops, too. Back yeah. In the closet yeah, so, yeah, I like the potted plant reference. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, good. I, I totally understand that. But, Jack, to your point, they tried this. Remember when the, the Eagles brought in Rick Scangarello that before mm-hmm. 2020? They had all the cooks <laughs> in the go. kitchen, Marty Morning Morningweg. And they tried to incorporate this new stuff to Doug's offense, and 2020 was one of the worst offenses we've ever seen. So, like, that's – they got to figure out what this offense is. Right. Whose offense is it? And by the way, Doug was saying I ain't having it. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know why Marty was here. I thought it was interesting. They're going through the early stages. Yeah, I'm not saying this is going to work out well. I'm just saying this is you what get Nick it. is. Yeah, dude, yeah. This sure. Is what Nick is doing. Sure. Yeah. I would appreciate it. Let, let Kellen cook, okay? You want Nick to be a successful coach here a long time? Let Kellen cook, okay? Uh, I thought it was interesting. They're, they're in the early stages of going through what happened last year with the coaches? So are we. We've been doing it every day. How are you in the early stages? It happened six weeks ago. <laughs> we were collapsed for two months. Early stages? You don't know what happened? Figure it out. 
time. Yeah, well, they don't want to tell us what happened. Right. That's, <laughs> they don't want to tell us. You're leaving me for speculation. Like, I've been speculating all day. Uh, Not speculating, speculating. What I've about been speculating? Do you think Bradbury's back next year? Nope. He's part of the plans, how he said. There's no way. <laughs> so with the extra no cap way. space, they got to cut him tomorrow. I mean, that's- yeah. Yeah. There, 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 is, there is no way, man. Um, I, I just don't see how you can justify. Forget about the price. I, I just, if, how do you justify putting a guy like that out, back out there on the field and expect to win games? So let me ask you guys this. So Howie did say he expects the young players to play a lot, right? They have to be okay mm-hmm. with that. Yep. Is that now my my? I always have my lie meter up with GMs because right, mm-hmm. he has to go into free agency. He doesn't want to tell agents what he's thinking, other teams what he's thinking. Is that a Howie? I'm a GM. I, I got to throw everyone off the scent, and I'm going to sign some real players, or are they going to let young players play? There's no way in hell we're trying to win a championship right. letting young players well, play. I agree Thank with you that. Can, I, yeah. I disagree well, wholeheartedly. Mr. Play all the young guys. Because I feel over here. like you can play some of these young guys. You, you're going to have because they're Georgia kids. That's why nah, you want to play. No, it's not. It's Keely not Ringo. because yeah, even yeah, yeah, though even though you went to Central State, bro. No, but listen, even though Keely Ringo, mommy is fine. It ain't got nothing to do with that. Did you say? the Georgia reporter to get those stupid questions no, I in about I did not do Smart. That. I feel I feel like Jack is trying to get back at me. Yeah, Jack, I, I am going back I was, at you. I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean oh, yeah, it the way. I, I didn't mean I it the see, way it sounded. I mean, for one day. Oh, not for one day. I didn't even realize that. I see that on Boston, bro. I didn't mean it the way it sounded. Like, I was I was cracking jokes. Me and Jack come in every day, and we cracking jokes. And I was cracking a joke on there. I didn't know they were going to pick it up. I didn't know they were going to try to make it a thing. Everyone's always listening to WIP. Don't let them drive. Have a wedge between us, Jack. Never. I would never We've do that. We've been doing well since you didn't bring me no food that last time you came in the studio and ate, <laughs> ate all up in the studio. Yeah, and now you're no, getting off yeah. But I'm just saying, we're, 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 building, we're building bridges here. Don't let them tear us down, man. Okay. We're never. We don't let them tear us down. Nah. Yeah, we need veteran players. Listen, free agency is about nah, to start. I agree with and that, this right. is how we in his poker face. And believe me, we're about to spend money. You see this? That means make no, it rain. You're making problem. it rain on that's free agents. This free that's agents. The Those we young players now. can that's watch. Let the young Thundercats play, man. Mm, they can watch. <laughs> Howie did say at the beginning, he's like, we're, we're going to be like aggressive in this. So he that's did, But then he me... said, we have to be comfortable with the young players. What about the, the culture we're trying to cultivate? Culture? Yeah, you, you mean the core man, values? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the culture. Accountability. I don't know, I don't know about the core values. Listen, thing, we can sprinkle in the young players. No, we got to let them play. They got to let them play. Just give them all starting positions. No, the, the, on the defensive side. That's I, what I'm saying. I, we, yeah. can, we can let some of them young the offense catch. is pretty much set. Th- yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let yeah. the offense carry today. Let the offense carry today. We tried that last yeah, we year. Tried, we what happened? Well, first of all, we need to figure out what happened. We still ain't figured out. Neither the Eagles, apparently. Because the fact that that A.J. Brown out here bullying folks, that bullying <laughs> wasn't bullying. Because he, he, he was on the back of a milk carton at the end of that, <laughs> end of that season. We're sitting around talking about, where is A.J.? So his his he needs to work on his bully. If he a bully, he needs to work on his bullying. Oh, you're talking about the Marcus Hayes. What, what, what are we talking well, about? I'm just talking about yeah, the, yeah with the oh, Marcus no. Hayes. Yeah. AJ said he's the bully. He said he's the bully that you need. Yeah, well he ain't the, well he ain't been bullying right. <laughs> and cats looking at him like he a bully. You was a bully that came up missing. You won Debo. You won Debo from Friday. I don't know what kind of bully you were. So now that I've seen Friday, I now know the Debo reference. Hold up, you just watched Friday? I watched. Yeah. We've been Part doing millennial movie watching or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wait a minute. Yeah. Where do you think your show topic came from as far as doing new TV shows? You guys. Yeah, we I know. Stole I'm, we stole I'm talking about you. Yeah, where did he think? I've been, I've been on Tubi, dog. I ain't been. I ain't been. <laughs> well, part of it. Get, get off of Tubi. Get off of Tubi. No, I got one for you. I tried to get him to watch. I'm so not watching anything with Medea. No, Mifganistan. Mifganistan. Yes. I know. The first time he said so, it, we thought we had to dump it. I know. It's a hood movie. I watched one the other night. It's called Stepdaughter. Stepdaughter was pretty. Sounds like something to do with Memphis. Yes. Yes. 
You already, I, you already, you look at me. I, it's you like know Chirac. I'm going with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you what he's talking know about. I know what he's talking about. Did you watch Soul Plane on Tubi yet? No, I refuse to watch Soul. No, Plane. nobody watching Soul. Plane. No, Sorry, Kevin Hart, that, but I'm not watching Soul. That, Plane. that is the worst of the black exploitation movies. <laughs> I can't do that one. But now that I've watched Friday, I, I thought <laughs> I thought that the Debo thing was always about Debo Samuel, and I was so confused when people kept bringing up like he got what Debo. What do you think he got his name? That's what his name. That's what his nickname. Now came it makes from. sense. Yes. Yeah. Full being circle. on the West Coast, Debo. Yeah. yeah. L.A. But what did you yeah. think the Debo thing was before Debo became? I don't know. <laughs> it didn't really connect with he me. He hasn't at been all. around that you long. You know what? Debo. Since, since we have Jack here, Jack, what did you think about Beyonce's country song? It's good. You like that? It's catchy. I mean, no, I, it it it's, it was number one on the country charts. I know. Something. Yeah, I, I'm Queen B can do anything. Kind of, it says a lot about country music. No, well, listen. No, I mean it's a good song. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's good. a really That's good song. Stop it, you. No, it it's is. Terrible. Have you seen? The, see, I got it. I'm gonna show you. You gotta watch the music video. I've seen. Have you seen? Have you seen the Beyonce Texas Dance Line Challenge? Yes, I've seen it all. I've seen. I've seen it all. Fix it, Jesus. That song is terrible. Fix it, Jesus. Like for real. We need to do this. Somebody need to say it, Jack. Somebody needs to say the that song is not is a terrible song. The song is terrible. Catchy. <laughs> she's getting she's getting back at Taylor Swift. That's my theory. Is that what it is? Oh. Because Taylor Swift was in country, then took over. Pop. Hey, yeah, y'all need to like speaking of Taylor Swift, y'all need to put her get her daddy in check, man. He can't be putting his hands on people over there in the other country. I know. How did they can't be long? doing that? Taylor Swift's daddy Howard's, put his hands on somebody. That's Howard's buddy. Howard knows him. What do you mean, like paparazzi? Like for real, paparazzi. he put his hands There's on a paparazzi. TMZ video in Australia. How did I miss that? You gotta keep up, and yeah. less less Sirianni Howie, more of this. Stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah, this is good. I've been yeah, locked in and, 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 and yeah, aging man. You know, for the you last know, five I'm, days. I'm all over the place with mine. You, you know, know what that I means? I know where you're. They at. didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, I know where you. I know where you're at. I think that means it's our time to go here. Yeah, we, we gotta go. We've overstayed our welcome. All right, afternoon show coming up next. Jack and Ike right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Peace. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Can you give us an update on uh, Hassan Reddick? Where, where are things with Hassan? There was a report he was allowed to seek a trade. Do you expect him to be back next year? Well, I'd say this. Uh, Hassan, obviously, unbelievable player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Local kid, great success story, Camden, Temple, Philly. Um, love having Hassan. I think that, you know, anything that you're trying to do, um, you're trying to blend, obviously, what you're trying to do this year and, and how you're going to look in the future. And I think that's the hardest job. But 
Um, certainly, you know, don't want to get into any specifics with any conversations with players, but have tremendous respect for the player and the person. Welcome in. It is the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94, WIP, coming off of the Howie Roseman and uh, Nick Sirianni press conference. A little late, which is shocking. You know, I, you would think they'd be able to lock in for the combine. Come on, man. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Uh, Howie, obviously talking there about Hassan Reddick. Welcome on in. It's the Afternoon Show, Jack Fritz, alongside Ike Reese. What's happening, Ike? Fritzy, holla at your boy. Well, we got a press conference today, so <laughs> we'll have to pick our way through. Um, what do you think about that Reddick from or, or that answer from Howie on Hassan Reddick? Because in my gut, doesn't sound like he could be back, but that wasn't a resounding. I think Hassan Reddick's going to be an Eagle next year. Yeah, and and listen, listen, hearing Howie's uh, comments on it the second time, it, it it gave me a little more of um, we want him here, but we're also looking at not just for next year, we're looking at for down the road as well. So how he's trying to, you know, he's he's straddling that fence of, yeah, we obviously love Hassan Reddick and what he brings as a player, but if he's looking for a long-term deal, he's looking for a three-year extension or what have you, maybe that's something, especially from a financial standpoint, is not advantageous for us right now. We have to also think about the future as well. How, listen, Hassan may not want to hear that, but – that may be where the Eagles sort of angle is coming from because he is under contract. He is he's, under not a, he's not a free agent, and they aren't going to just release Hassan Reddick. Nope. I mean, if you're Hassan Reddick, that's what you would want. Correct. Yeah, just go ahead and cut me so I can go out in free agency and I can get me a deal. After listening to that, and, and we'll obviously keep talking about it, do you think that he would play on the one-year deal? Yeah, ultimately, yes. You think so? It's, yeah, I mean, he's not going to throw away $15 million. Right. It's just too much money. Yeah, I mean, he may not be happy about it, which may cause him to force his way out. Right. <laughs> so, you know, players have found ways to try to do that also. Um, and you certainly, when you're trying to reverse course on what the ending of this season was like, and you want to be positive and go into the next season with everybody on one accord and everybody pulling in the same direction – that's something the Eagles would have to weigh. You know, do you want an unhappy Hassan Reddick here? Or, you know, does Hassan say, I'm going to come in, I'll be a, a, a team player or whatever, and I'll play on the final year of my deal, and I, I'm out after that. Might be a Malcolm situation. Right. He, he could do that, but you don't know. You, you just don't know. So uh, I think with the Eagles, I still hope there's a way that they can figure out a way to give him a raise and, and keep him here. For the next two years, for the next two to three years. I mean, next season plus two more. He's at 33. Now, depending on how much you're paying him, that could be a bargain pass rusher or that could be somebody that's overpaid as a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, and it's just interesting hearing his because in twice in, in that in the press conference today, Ike, he talked about well, because that answer was sort of uh, you know, about the future as well. Mm-hmm. He basically said we're meshing the now versus the future. So he said that, mm-hmm. which had my uh, antenna up of like, okay, is this, is next year not a Super Bowl year? He also had the answers about like you, you and Hudis got into about trusting the young or wanting to get the young players out there on defense. Mm-hmm. So that was twice. Now he did have the we want to be aggressive thing in there. So I mean, maybe it's meshing and doing what they usually do, which is going and signing a guy off his first contract. And maybe looking to get younger at that edge rush position. Um, versus, well, or you got Nolan Smith there. 
Sure, you have Nolan Smith there. That you sounded excited when you said that. I, I, I was. I mean, he was a first round. He was pick. a first round saying. pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it should be. Like in all seriousness, I know we. Well, joke, well what if that's what Howie's talking about when he says the younger players? Is that why the freaking Georgia guy is there to? to oh, they're so tough. You know the, the the Kirby the Kirby smart culture. I don't know which annoyed me more: the Steichen questions from the Colts reporter, which is planted, right? You know, and they, they, I know they're they're instructed also to make sure those answers are as long as possible so that we can cut through the fifteen minutes. <laughs> that you have to speak to the entire fran- you know the Philadelphia media. Yeah, well, he's coming off a one in six crumbling of a season. I got to hear about great Shane Steichen is and Kirby Smart when the Georgia players didn't do anything last year. Like I don't care. I don't care with the Georgia kids. I don't. It's not a fun story anymore. It's not right. fun. It's not fun. The defense stunk. Oh, oh yeah, we're not. We're not the Georgia. I mean, the Philadelphia no, Bulldogs. The Philly, the Philly Bulldogs anymore. No, go go get head by the Crimson Tide. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Philadelphia elephants or whatever they are. <laughs> Get the Kool-Aid McKinstry. Oh, man. But, man, the, so the, the Reddick answer I thought was yes. interesting, just mm-hmm. from the standpoint of I wonder what their philosophy is. Because if their philosophy is – we don't want to pay him uh, really two years from now or three years from now. We're going to look to get younger. You know, that's how you get the young players involved. That's how you go sign a guy after his first year. And maybe they are setting up for a, a, a bit of a step back season. Um, but no, <laughs> I just don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that with the, with the cap going up the way that it did. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing step back season. And, and listen, Howie is our GM. I trust him. This is his time of the year. He's in his element. Let Howie cook, man. I'm trying. Let Howie cook. Let him get down there uh, uh, with, with all the other GMs and, 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 and schmooze them over. He knows how to do it. Get them in a room. Get them in wherever. Howie goes with them. They go out to dinner. Whatever. Howie, this is where Howie works his magic. And I'm not just saying this. I, I really do believe this. I'd be shocked if Howie isn't aggressive in free agency. I thought that before the new uh, um, salary cap was was released, and and, and now they got thirty extra million dollars. Yeah, because apparently teams thought it was gonna be two forty, right? And it jumped an extra fifteen million on top of that. So let, let's let's go make something happen with that. And I understand he has to, on one hand, he has to give the perception that he has confidence in the guys that he knows that are gonna be back here on the roster. Has to be smart. And he has to be smart about that because he doesn't have – he may have a plan to go get player A, B, or C. Doesn't mean that's going to work out. Everybody has the extra salary cap space, so there's more money for everybody to spend. I'm pretty sure he has slotted what he wants to spend on certain positions. That may that may go in um, – that may be completely different what another team may be willing to spend on a certain position, so we may not get that player. That's a long way around saying – Free agency hasn't started. He doesn't have the players yet, so he he has to talk as if. It's almost like um, the year when they were talking about Quez Watkins being the number two oh, wide receiver. I'm just going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really pretty – even though they had checked in on Calvin Ridley, even though they they were checking in on Allen Robinson, yep. and then they wound up trading for A.J. Brown. Yeah. So Very it, interested in getting a real number two. Yeah, so I, I, I still believe that when free agency is ready to go – that the Eagles and Howie Roseman is ready to jump out there and make some bids to either a pass rusher, yeah, certainly secondary players. I, I don't know how you're not in on the top corners that are available, starting with Legarius Sneed. Right. Uh, I don't know how you're not in on that guy. That's where I'm looking. Because even if you plan on drafting somebody in the draft, you have to hope the guy falls to you. Mm-hmm. And then you have to hope he can play. Right. 
Like, I think the, the smart plan for them this offseason is get the free agents to fill your holes now mm. and then fill them in behind the yes. behind that. Yep. You know, like spending a first-round pick on a corner I think is a disaster. I don't trust this team to draft corners. Go pay a corner. Right. And, and, and Or trade for one. Or trade for one. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick Sertain, their pick up his fifth-year option. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. Like, whether you want to go pay a safety, like Kyle Duggar with the, with, mm-hmm. with the Patriots. Like, that's a name that kind of pops out. But I think the Reddick thing, if I had to have my read on it right now, I think he's gone, but I don't think that means that they're going to just put Nolan Smith there or they're going to draft a kid at 22. I think that's when they go and sign one of these edge rushers. Premier edge rushers. They're like 26. Okay. 26. Go, sure. get, a, go get a Josh Allen off. If you want to spend like, 100, Ooh, I like, that like name. $100 million on one yeah. of these guys, I think Reddick's gone. I thought I thought they could have made it a little bit more clear today if Reddick was back. Um, and I think they would rather go think about the next three years with a 26-year-old edge rusher than a 30-year-old edge rusher. And for me personally, I agree with that plan. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in on the Reddick thing. How did that answer hit you? Now, this other part uh, I found interesting was about Nick um, and, and what he had to say. And we kind of got into it in the first segment. But um, here is Nick. You know, Elliot asked him, what did you learn from last year? And, you know, what did you want to you know, take away from last year and get better at? Uh, well, here's Nick doubling down on the core values. It wasn't a core values. We didn't just make them up and say, hey, connect, compete, accountability, football IQ, and fundamentals are what's important, right? We, that was years and years of coaching and playing that we thought to ourselves, and I thought to myself, these are the common denominators of good football teams. And that's not, that's not changing off of a bad spurt, right? <laughs> And so it is, it is a true double down on those from day one, um, you know, doubling down on the connection, doubling down on the accountability. I really look at it, those two, the connect and the accountability, even though I say connect, compete, well, those two C's kind of go together. So it's like they say together, but connect and accountability are the two, I would say cornerstones of our, of our program that we that those are those are the ones that when i really take away hey these are important that we play with good football iq that we play with good fundamentals and that we compete our ass off those are important but it all starts everything starts with the accountability and the connecting and and so it is it's almost a, a a double down a triple down on those um those core values and i look forward to when we when the players get back to do that and that, and that's all great, you know. You can you can say you're going to double and triple down on connection and accountability, but mm-hmm. as a as an Eagles fan that watched the last you know six weeks of the season and watched you go out and and get dismantled by a Bucks team that I didn't think was very talented, like I don't need an answer of I'm going to double down and triple down on connection and accountability, especially when it seems like or at least it looks like they're not a very connected team and they don't look like a team that is that is fully together and pulling in the same direction like to just double down on what you did last year that ultimately didn't work in the end because you had success the two years before like I I would have liked a more confident answer rather than I'm just going to double down on what we've done before mm-hmm. so I just there's a lot of coach speak I know it's coach speak I get it mm-hmm. but like it wasn't exactly like oh man Nick's got us yeah I think I think what he was trying to to get across was his values and things that he believes what makes a good football team, a good football culture, is still intact. In other words, just because things uh, sort of got off track a little bit last year, whether you want to say it was the last six weeks of the season or was throughout the year or what have you, uh-huh. he's saying these are things that he's lived by as a coach throughout his coaching tenure and has worked 
for the most part. So he's not going to abandon that. Uh, I'm going to double down on that. Now, maybe I need to tighten up some things of that nature and, and pay a little bit more attention to certain things because some things can get lost when you go to the Super Bowl and everybody's patting you on the back. Yeah, this offseason is completely different than last year, right? Yes. Last year, you know, everybody know how many people were actually mad after the Super Bowl. Where was the anger at? We, I think we talked a lot about how the reaction to it was so weird. It was weird. Because everyone's like, they're going to be back. Exactly. Now, this year, the end of the season has a different reaction to it. Yes. It has a different reaction to it. I think it puts pressure back on the organization again to keep their fan base happy in so many words. I'm not saying they're going out doing things just for the fan base. But when the fan base is upset and irate and they want some changes made or what have you, usually that puts pressure on the organization to go out and be better. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it certainly means they're not being praised everywhere. The questions are different this year. Now you're being asked about your culture. You're being asked about your quarterback. You're being questioned about you as a head coach and your 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 hold on the team, your footing within the organization. He was being praised last year. Great job, coach. Second year, you got him to the Super Bowl. He overachieved. Jalen, top three quarterback. A.J., best receiver. For, like Nobody was complaining about anything. Hell, we got people mad because we wanted to go get Bijan and add to the offense. Trying to make it a super. We're trying to make it a super team. Exactly. Right? Like, so I think this year they're going to handle the offseason a little bit different. I think his approach is going to be different this year. I just hope it's effective. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that's yeah. really what it boils down to. Yeah, I just, I guess I would like to hear heard a little bit more of like, listen, maybe last year a little too soft in in, in training camp. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna get after right. it a little bit more. Um, he doesn't have to say I didn't hold players accountable, but like just saying accountability doesn't really mean much to me. Right. Like maybe a little bit more. Like I think we might have let some. It's okay to say things might have slipped a little bit last year. See, Something obviously slipped. Like no, you, 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 you collapsed. You're absolutely stretch. right. No, you're you, you are absolutely right. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. And this, just look at it from his perspective, though. The, the moment he opens that door, we're not walking through it. We're kicking it open. Sure. And the, and the questions, the barrage of questions are going to come, and you got to be quick on your feet, Aaron. He's, he he's an NFL network. Like, that's national now. This ain't just local here. So you got to be quick on your feet, Aaron, these questions. And what I believe is he wanted to stay away from anything that could be controversial or anything that could be that could give us other stories to dive into, and that's why the Georgia questions were there, and the and the Shane Steichen plant. That's the the, the plants that Howie and the Eagles put there. Just kidding. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. The last thing before we go to the phones here that I want to play mm-hmm. is uh, Nick Sirianni talking about the offense and you know what Kellen Moore is going to bring and and more about what his role is here. Here's uh, here's Nick. He's been highly successful, and and we've been highly successful, and I think that you know. I'm really looking forward to meshing the things, you know, meshing what he's done really well together with the things that we've done really well. Um, but and and I again, I think it's going to be a really a really good match. Uh, and Kellen's track record speaks for itself. Right. So the meshing of of the two systems, and I just want to know from everyone out there listening mm-hmm. and that went through the last six seven weeks of the season and complained about the offense. Does that make you happy? Like does does that answer <laughs> does that answer make you feel fulfilled? Um, because it hit me like n- absolutely not. 
do not need you near the <laughs> offense. Like I appreciate trying to show that you are still the head coach, and right. I appreciate you know. I I just I just don't want him touching the offense <laughs> with a ten foot pole. Like Kellen Moore is here. Like what is Nick Sirianni's offense? Tell me what his offense is. Is it the stupid screen passes to, to Julio? Is it is, is Julio it, back? I hope not. <laughs> like if it's just a tush push and you want to teach a tush push, fine. But like if you want to be the coach right. here long term, just. Get, get get out, out of the way. way. I knew that's what you're get out say. of the way and be the CEO type. And you talk about the culture and the core values, whatever. The best chance of Nick Sirianni surviving here long term mm-hmm. is if Kellen Moore and the right offensive coordinators are here, not Nick trying to insert himself into the offense to prove he's still an offensive coach. Listen, I listen. I hear you. I'm I'm, I'm not going to overreact to it right now because I don't know what that would entail. I don't know what he's going to be involved with. It's yeah. it's February. I know. <laughs> Like, I have no idea what he's going to be involved with. Uh, I will say this. um, If things – so what happens if things are – get off to a slow start offensively? Trust the process. Just stick with it. Trust the process. Okay. Well, because we saw what happened last year. I mean, last year. Well, and then last year everybody was calling for Brian Johnson and wanting somebody else to do something. But then you didn't want the fact that Nick Sirianni got involved. Yeah. I saw Nick Sirianni involved. I would rather just stick with – if Kellen Moore sucks, Kellen Moore sucks. Okay. But at least Nick can say, hey, it wasn't my offense. Like, by attaching yourself to it, you're almost putting yourself on the plank, too. Yeah. No, listen, I I hear you. I I hear you. They brought him in here. Um, I don't think he's going to interfere with Kellen Moore. If he does, then the Eagles have a problem. They're going to have to figure out what to do about that. Well, and and listen, I obviously have not been in an NFL locker room. Mm-hmm. But do you think that there's something to having too many voices? So like if Nick, oh sure, like do do the, does does a player need one voice on on the coaching staff being like this is me? Or do they no. get conf- all right? Well, do they get confused when there's there's multiple? Voices? No, no, no. Because here's the thing: um, you have the coordinators, you have the coordinators, right? And so. The coordinators are the ones who usually install the offense. Now, we're talking 20-plus years ago when I was playing here. Andy could install the offense. He certainly did that early in his tenure. I don't know if he at some point passed that on to Brad Childress or Marty Morningweg to do. But the first few years, Andy would be in group install. Jim Johnson installed the defense for us. And then you would go from the defensive coordinator to position meetings and now your position coach is sort of reiterating things and teaching you the defense or the game plan from a positional standpoint. Right. Right? And your responsibility there. So that's just to answer your question about the multiple voices in your ear. I think players have been coached enough once you get to the pro level that they should be able to compartmentalize that type of stuff. Right. I guess my more fear is what happened with the defense last year. Yes. Where you It's like who, like who, who should we trust here? No, that – was a mistake that because a mistake. yeah you do that in the middle of a season in really the last third of the season and now the players was learning a whole new defense from what I gathered they were learning stuff that normally like when you put a game plan in like you got a playbook right playbook is this thick when they give it to you in Man, training that's a, camp that's a big playbook yeah you're looking at me nobody else can see me um Probably except for about 10 inches yeah woo <laughs> 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 you just had to go there. <laughs> so the playbook they give you at the no, beginning of the season, right. the playbook at the beginning of the season isn't the game plan. In other words, they take stuff out of the playbook that is specifically designed to help you against that team, and that's your game plan that week. But the majority of the plays come from that playbook. So what it seemed like happened with Desai and Matt Patricia is that Matt Patricia started calling his own stuff. 
or he was teaching his own stuff, and now players have to learn a whole new defensive system versus what they had been learning all year long. Well, that's why you saw like miscommunication by the end of the exactly. year. Exactly. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but the only, um, the only final point on that is like defensively, it's Vic Fangio's show. Like, like, yes, it is a hundred percent Vic yep. Fangio show, and it's funny how he. Someone asked him, "Does Vic have control over or just say in personnel?" And how he joked, like he thinks he does. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I was like, wow. So that lets you know that that yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. We'll, yeah. Play, we'll play it a little bit later. I thought it, I thought it was an interesting. That sound good to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when you're talking- the coordinator wants to have input on who you're putting in his defense. Yeah. Which, by the way. It should you probably be that should. Way. You've been courting him for three years. <laughs> like you should probably. You want this defense, yeah. I guess. Like on offense, are they gonna? I just want them to know who the guy is, right? Because on defense, we know it's Vic Fangio. The answer to Vic Fangio, we get it. I don't want there to be a miscommunication on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm sure. Well, long as Nick isn't saying something that contradicts what Kellen Moore is exactly. trying to teach, they'll figure yeah. that out. Yeah, it's just that's my one thing that I have a fear of. But it's they should understand like communication to the players. Yeah. Is massively important. 215 592 9494 is how you get in. What's your reaction to the press conferences earlier today? What did you think about Nick talking about how they're going to mesh these two systems together to create an Eagles offense? Does that worry you, or do you want it to just be Kellen Moore's offense? Hassan Reddick, what'd you think about that answer? Do you think he's back? Would you rather go for a younger player? A lot to react to. The Twitter questions that are sponsored by Mark's Jewelers looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts. Shop Mark's Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online, marks-jewelers.com. We got Elliot. Elliot is live uh, off the press conference. Got some good questions in. I heard uh, more of Geo than I did Elliot. Elliot got two. Yeah, oh, he did? Now okay. he's following up Geo, which is obviously like a, a big shoes to fill. <laughs> like, so I think he maybe was a little, a little overshadowed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Elliot was there. Got some good questions in about Jalen being a vocal leader, stuff like that. So do not miss Elliot Shore Parks. Come on next live from Indianapolis on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.